Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Disney Adult. Oh, my God. Hi. Um, This week, we are doing something a little bit differently. We are not recording an intro. We're going to hop right in. I am joined by my husband. Oh, my God. Hi. Andrew Mahalik. Um, And we're talking about the Country Bears. Now, there's a couple reasons why we are not recording an intro. Uh, One of them is... uh, this might be the worst movie I've ever we seen. We bothered to waste our time <laughs> with an intro. In my entire life. Uh, and the reason that I didn't want to do an intro is because I, I think, I don't think that the plot of this movie is going to um, bear fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, in addition to talking about the plot of the movie, we would also have a little bit of a dialogue about some of the things that I would have put in the intro. Because I think those things... Um, are potentially a little bit more uh, interesting. Additionally, we should also mention, we did get a tornado warning. Which is great, because I feel like I want to die after watching that movie. <laughs> hey, we got a tornado warning right before we came, to the point where it just cut out our internet, so... It does seem real this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we watched The Country Bears. Babe! Yes, babe. How, well, first of all, let's start at the top. Let's okay. start with uh, a little bit of... Uh, Barry Barrington's story. Barry Barrington's story. A little bit about this, uh, The Country Bears. So, The Country Bears is a 2002 American musical road comedy. It sure is. And by the way, did not know a musical road comedy was a genre. Oh, Spice World? Uh, that is a good point. Okay, I stand corrected. And this really is like the Spice World of the Forest. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, film directed by Peter Hastings, produced by Walt Disney Pictures, and based on the Disney theme park attraction, the Country Bear Jamboree. Which might now, be the only thing we've never seen in Disney World. I was going to say, we are huge Disney park fans. I mean, we're big <laughs> Disney people, but I think we're drawn a lot to... I love the park, The yeah. drama of the park. The park is great, yeah. But I've always walked by this. I've never cared what... You can lean back just Oh, I'm bit. too loud? <laughs> no. You said you were going to lean slightly into the microphone, and then the moment we hit record... I'm <laughs> in it. The microphone is in the back oh. of your throat. <laughs> get, me, get me by a mic. Um, yeah, I've never been attracted to this uh, ride. I, I don't even know where it would be. Well, I do. I know right where it is. We just walked by. It's by kind of like the Christmas shop. It looks like, you know, it's an adventure land over there. Yeah, um, I figured that. But I did watch the YouTube video pirated show of this, and I found it adorable. And I did that before I watched the movie. And now I want to go to the ride because it. I want to redeem these poor country bears. I think the ride has to be better than this. <laughs> So I, we should clarify for those who will come in the comments. Do you get comments? We uh, we'll... well, actually, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to somebody. Let me pull them up on our phone because this is, by the way, we love when anybody reaches out, when any listeners reach out. It, it's always very humbling and very wonderful and very lovely. 
and we had someone. While you pull it up, I was just gonna say, I know it's not a ride. It's like a like a sit down show. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. So we had um, a, a listener named Lizzie reach out. Thank you so much, Lizzie. And she specifically requested that we do this this film. <laughs> she hates you. Uh, she might after this. Uh, so thank you so much, Lizzie. And we had it on the docket to do, but we kept... Originally, this was supposed to be like our first or second one we did, but we kept pushing it back because it was the two of us and that felt like easier to manipulate. Um so then I got really excited to do it because I was like, a listener wants to know. Aww, that is so nice. we love you, Lizzie. Thank you so love much. You. And we're so sorry if you really love this film because we did not. Well, and I will say I was in the car because we made an attempt to watch this film the other day and we failed. We couldn't do it. No, 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 no. And I was in the car with a friend who's two years younger than me. So we're going to say she's like 28-ish. And she, when I said I started watching it, she was like, oh my gosh, I love Country Bears. So it has its fans. It does have its fans. Uh, and outside of Lizzie and Shannon, I don't know who those are. <laughs> I wasn't going to name Shannon. I didn't want to publicly I'm embarrass naming, her. If you like the Country Bears, people have to know. Um, <laughs> the Country Bears needs it more than anybody. So this was the second Disney theatrical film based on attraction and at one of its theme parks, and the third overall film based on an attraction following the television film series, or film, uh, Tower of Terror, which we watched, uh-huh. um, and the theatrical release of Mission to Mars, which we also watched. And then after this was Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that true? It's true. The next one, the next year, would have been Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I think um, so. And I will say, if you were a kid watching this, if you were really, really young, I would put this on the... And maybe this is intentionally supposed to be this caliber, but this was the caliber of, like, a Sesame Street movie to me. No, no, no. Okay, so I was going to say, like, the Muppets. Like, I felt like they dove into this movie the same way they do, like, a Muppets reunion, which is also another roadshow musical or whatever that they said that was. Oh, wow. So, like, getting the band back together. That is a, a genre. And the Muppets did that. But we know the Muppets. Like, I kept watching this movie thinking, did the Country Bears have a TV show? Do people actually love them before this movie? Because they're acting like I should know. Like, these are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or someone. Like, I yeah. should know all these people and their personality traits. So they're making these casual jokes, and I'm like, I don't know them. Well, um, the film, speaking of mysteries, the <laughs> film uh, has this Wikipedia. Look at this plot. I'm going to turn my Too computer long. to you. I can already see. Too much What type. is that? <laughs> I could sum I this up. I feel like nothing a, happened. Uh, Country no, 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 don't show. sum it up. I'm I, want, I want to go of through course. the details. No, I know how this works. I've heard a few. <laughs> the budget for this film was $35 million. That's which upsetting. Is, well, that's actually, I mean, maybe for the time that was a lot, but that's a pretty reasonable budget, I would say, for a film like this. If it all went to the bear, like, puppet costumes. Those had to be a lot and for the early 2000s. They are 2000s. nice, I will say. They were very cool. The, a lot of them, there were some animatronics in there where they bared their teeth and stuff, yeah. which must have been expensive. Yeah. Um, but the film only grossed $18 million total so far. It's like actually a tornado right now. We may have to move, FYI. Hey, if it happens, <laughs> if we get taken... If this is how Dorothy, I die. Dorothy! <laughs> All right, let's get into the plot. Um, 
And I'm going to go paragraph by paragraph, so we'll have seven segments, I No guess. way. Okay. <laughs> the Country Bears, an all-bear country rock band, disbanded in 1991 after years of popularity. Barry Barrington, a preteen bear adopted and raised by a human family, feels different. His adoptive parents tell his family... Uh, tell him his family love him unconditionally and that differences lead everyone to their purposes. When Barry's adoptive older brother, Dex, D-E-X, tells him the truth about his background, Barry runs away and ventures out to the Country Bear Hall and the Country Bear's former concert hall. Barry learns from uh, caretaker Big Al and band managers Henry Dixon Taylor that the Country Bear Hall is threatened with destruction from a greedy banker named Reed Thimble, played by Christopher Walken. After many attempts to save the Country Bear Hall, Barry suggests that, the, that Henry hold a benefit concert, and the two set out to reunite the group and the band's bus driver and drummer, Rhodey. Does it say how much they have to raise? No, 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 no. It was $20,000. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple things here. Um, one... How did this fucking bear not know he was adopted? I, and then you find out that nobody thinks, nobody knows he's a bear except his brother Dex. And the people in this world don't seem to recognize that bears are different than people. No, not at all. But yet they all recognize the country bears. And they all, and this is the other thing. Everyone loves the country bears. They do. But also they aren't loved. Like they're struggling so bad, you would think well, they'd be like with, the... with drinking honey or something. Like they had all those things. Well, you would think that they'd be like the the Grateful Dead. They're kind of like similar to that, wouldn't you say? This like... is literally they are based off of the Eagles. They are literally. Oh, I would put money on it. If anybody, uh, Lizzie, if you know, <laughs> I would say they are based off like the Eagles or. Uh, Whoever sang like Desperado, we, Hotel California. Okay, well we should we should also mention that my lovely husband Andy what? has maybe the worst taste in music. The ever. worst taste in music I've ever heard. Not and the worst taste. I have no. T- I, I don't listen. No knowledge. To it. I don't of it. know. If it, you know it. any Broadway music whatsoever from the beginning of time, Andy could tell you when it was written, where yes. it was written, what was the inspiration. He that's his wheelhouse. I would not compare these bears to the Eagles. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Who, okay, well, you were going with, like, Led Zeppelin. Well, no, like, the Grateful Dead, which, by the way, oh. their thing is, like, a bear. Is that, like, like, ACDC? No, 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 no. They're, like, um, sort of, like, trippy 70s music. Oh, okay. Uh, but their whole... Like Cher. <laughs> their whole thing is, like, they have a cult following. Got it. And people will travel to... Sort of, like, um... Uh, who's the Mar- oh uh, Margaritaville Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Buffett Jimmy Buffett people go to Jimmy Buffett concerts because it's a whole experience different than Warren Buffett I found out one one time <laughs> <laughs> and it was when you were on a date with Warren Buffett <laughs> um, I love your music yeah so he runs away and he runs to this uh, this country bear hall where um uh what's his name Christopher Walken is. Is trying to like essentially. I'm so distracted by the tornado outside. <laughs> well, rightfully. So Christopher Walken is just trying to mess everybody's day up. He has he drives up in a limo with a demolition ball machine as his hood ornament. Yeah. And he just we just find out that he loves to demolish things. He is a fa- they cut to his office. He has a fake popsicle house of the bear hall that he's just practicing demolishing. Yeah, and then um, there's this other bear that works there. I've, who is my favorite? Who is your favorite? And it's the f- I guess 
I guess the funniest. Yeah, he's cute. He, I feel like the character direction was like, um, what if, what if Tar were a bear? What if like Eeyore <laughs> was a bear? Quicksand was a bear. Yeah. Um, and they leave him behind, and he's like obsessed with the grass. <laughs> but they give him a couple cute like. At some point, he just like flicker vanishes across the entire yard, like a hundred yards, and he's just like, "Sometimes I'm fast." And yeah, it's great. It, by the way, this and I, I do sometimes. I feel I feel like it's one thing to come on here and say like, "Oh, hits and misses and yada yada yada," like yeah. you, you'd normally do. It's another thing. I'm. We're gonna be. Vi- I'm so sorry to. A lot of people worked really hard. Oh, on do this. we want to talk about what we liked? <laughs> Uh, There wasn't anything. No, I liked, okay, if you worked on this film, I really liked what you did with the bear costumes. I liked their little faces. They were pretty cute. Um, If you were that Betty White looking woman who had one second, you held up a trumpet in the middle of your lunch at the diner. I don't know where you got that trumpet. You were cute. I will say I really liked, and this is such a specific reference, I really loved the woman who seated the cops when they went to the diner, she was just an extra. Yeah. But she looked like... She could have a career. Or she just looked like... It felt like the most honest the film was. When she sat there down, I was like, oh yeah, she would work there. Because yeah. the other people working there are fully like Broadway stars because they have to break out into musical songs in the well, middle uh, for no reason. And I thought like at first I was like, this should have been a Disney channel original movie and maybe i would have liked it and then it kept going i thought no i wouldn't it's not even of that caliber but yeah yeah so let's continue okay first they recruit fred betterhead which by the way stupid (laughs) not an appropriate is that like burt Bacharach? maybe is he a member of i could okay so eagles better head better head yeah is sexual Exactly. So uh, it seems so like you wouldn't do that. Like yeah. uh, for a Disney film to overlook that. Unless unless that's like a joke that somebody should know. Or unless that's their actual names like from the ride. Maybe oh. that maybe that's true, but what when like I Barry Barrington I get for Barry, this level of writing, that oh, makes sense. And do you remember at the beginning of the things he's like Barry? It's like no, Barry spelled B E A R Y. This movie loves to explain a joke. They did it almost every joke that you already were rolling your eyes at has a secondary character just to drive it home of like, hey, that was a joke. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And I do. I will say another thing I liked. I do like the mom, the actress. No, I hated the mom. I liked her. She is a character from, I, as some people on this podcast know, before Roseanne was racist. <laughs> I loved the Roseanne show, and she played her neighbor. So I have an affinity for her. What neighbor? She plays the uptight neighbor. <gasps> I love her and, as and that And she's role. really good in of that. Course. So then watching this, I felt like I gave her more grace. Well. I liked a lot of the actual actors in no, this movie. No, I disagree. As people and actors and other things. Oh, yeah. Well, but like here, the bus yeah. driver, if you haven't seen this movie, but you've seen the movie Con Air with Nicolas Cage, uh, I believe his name is like Anaconda Williams or like Swamp Thing. Williams, he's a vicious murderer, and he drives the the bear bus. Yeah, um, there's also a chicken. Anyway, so (laughs) first they recruit Fred Betterhead, the harmonica and electric bass player who works as a security guard on the set of a pop singer Crystal's latest music video. I have a lot to say about this. 
And uh, Henry needs a promotion, and Barry suggests that the group's former promoter, Rip Holland, whom Henry claimed had stolen the country bears. Henry phones Rip, who gladly agrees to promote the show. Fred mentions a talent show... Wait. Fred mentions a talent show history where they defeated an armpit musician named Benny Bogswaggle, who angrily struck Zeb Zuber. Okay, I missed this portion. Thimble approaches Big Al and learns that the Country Bears plan about Holland promoting the show. So I I missed the talent show stuff at the beginning, which answers a question later. But um, this is another wild thing this film is doing. This woman, this pop star named Crystal. Yes. There was a two-year period. And this is, uh, I think, only a reference you would know only a story you would pick up on if you happen to be a preteen in the early 2000s. Crystal was a pop star that Disney was desperately trying to push on the world. Her song, her music was in like the sequel to Princess Diaries. Wow. She sang that song Supergirl. I listened to this song on repeat. I only had a single. I listened to it on repeat because she played piano. So she was like S Club 7. Exactly. Or trying to be. But imagine if S Club 7 was being pushed by Disney and nobody was trying to oh, buy it. Yeah. And she's a great singer and her songs were catchy. She but, was good in this. But it was just, it was so weird. They cut to a full music video she, in the middle of the movie. I have to say, so I didn't know who this was. This was just some girl. But Devin lit, like, not lit up, but he was like, oh, I know who that is. And her entrance, she knows who she is. Like, she was working it yeah. really hard. And you could tell that she, like, was Rebecca blacking the crap out of this. Yeah. Also, it was so... I mean, look, with more time comes more awareness, and we're all growing. We're all doing better. We're all doing better. It was so uncomfortable to watch this, like, this white pop R&B singer clearly being, like... Put for pushed forward by Disney and being completely surrounded by black artists oh, yeah. who are probably like rolling their eyes that they have to yeah. be in the background while we laugh. Yeah, that was incredible. While we give a full music video to this like upcoming I, star. I subconsciously had that too. Like I kept being I, like, mm. it's one of those things where like once one un, and it's unfortunate that you, it has to be spelled out. It's unfortunate that I did. Well, I've never seen this movie before, but. I don't know that when I watched this in 2002 or whenever it came out, I would even be aware no, of that. you wouldn't. In fact, my reaction, again, it was like very subliminal, but I was like, oh, well, at least they, in 2002, worked black people in here somehow because that's how we used to do it. It is so weird. Like, they must have truly jumped, leaped, skipped, and dodged over so many R&B yeah. singers to be like, Hey, talk. Have and, you heard of Crystal Harris? And then, and then they do it again in the they diner. They do it again. There's a second white girl. Boy, well, at least she was countryish music. I and don't. It was sure. so weird to have like I'm an R&B singer. I'm like, girl, you're literally being like manufactured. Anyway, no disrespect to Crystal Let's Harris. Let's move on. We, from we've Crystal all moved, Harris. Yeah, we, we've all grown. We've learned and grown and changed and, and loved. So next, they approach the band's fiddler Zeb Zuber who has spent years drinking honey and owes five, a $500 bar tab to Queen Latifah. Zeb, <gasps> I forgot. we forgot. We were a little high when we watched it the first time. I don't was, think I was. I think I that was. was the problem. I was so 
I don't think it, I was so bored that I had to. Anyway, Zeb wants to return, but he must pay his debt. Barry places a bet to let Zeb off the hook by beating the house band in a playoff. Zeb starts his performance poorly, but wins after warming up. Officer Cheats and Officer Ham approached Big Al for directions where Barry went. Because of the miscommunication, the officers think the Bears have kidnapped Barry. Now, I will say, I did like the band playoff. I, because the music, the the fiddle, and all the stuff, whatever band they hired to do it, it was very, very good. And it was funny to watch these bear suits like play fake instruments. I, w- I couldn't pay attention. I was at that point wondering how many more bears am I going to be introduced to? The money here that he owed Queen Latifah seems oddly similar to the amount of the bear haul. The plot was getting thick, and I was getting upset. So I kind of zoned out here. Yeah. And also, it's like... Listeners, do did, did we hear the thunder? <laughs> um, I, I can't remember why, but it seemed like if he owed Queen Latifah $500, she'd be more interested in... Oh, they bet, like, the bus. They bet the whole bus. Which, by the way, kind of a fucking junker. I was thinking, like, not worth $500. Like, what... Where are you going to park it? What are you going to do with it? And also, that's not your bus. That's not your bus. And apparently, everybody hates these fucking country bears, even though everywhere you go, somebody's like repping them harder than you've ever heard anybody. At one point, a guy stands up in the bar and just goes, Bears! (laughs) That was me. (laughs) It's bears! So um, they win the thing, and then... Oh my goodness, we are truly, we might die. Tennessee O'Neill, a one. Am I skipping? No. Okay. Okay, Hello. we're back. Um, we may have to. We may have skipped. Seek something. shelter. <laughs> we just had a power outage and our thing went down, so uh, we're gonna start again. Um, Tennessee O'Neill, a one-string guitar player who is now a marriage counselor, is very reluctant to join the band because he wants to reconcile with ex-girlfriend Trixie St. Clair, whom you love. I loved Trixie St. Clair. I thought she was cute. Very cute. And um, the band's... It was also the band's keyboard player. Don't think I ever saw a touch of keyboard. No. After, I thought you just called him a one-string guitar player. He was. She was the, the keyboard. Oh, she doesn't... Never, no. She never once touches one. No. Um, we after, can't have a lady up on the stage... She was. She would sing. She sang. Not with them, but like you can't. The country bears can't have a girl on the stage. She was part of the band at the end. Yeah, I was really focused on the crowd work. I think you were focused on your phone at that point, (laughs) as we both were. I take your work very seriously. Uh, (laughs) After being chased by officers Cheats and Ham through a car wash, the country bears stop at a motel where Trixie St. James is performing. Tennessee sings a duet with her uh, with her and becomes part of the band. Okay, now. Here's the thing. These officers are maybe the two dumbest people I've ever seen in my entire life. They really took the cake for the the two officers on chasing the band role. This was some of the the and I like both of these gentlemen a yeah. lot in other things. Of course. Uh the one guy's from like the Drew Carey show and he's awesome. He's great for seasons. Yeah. But uh yeah, really the whole explaining jokes. First of all, it's like they go into a car wash at one point, and you would have thought they had never seen a car wash before. Oh, by the way, I have to ask, is it cheats or cheeks, like butt cheeks? Uh, I think it's cheats. 
C H E E T S. That's because and when I watched the movie, I thought it was cheeks and ham, which were two butt jokes, and that made sense to me. But when you were saying cheats, no, I don't understand. No, it's cheats spelled. It's the one joke I needed explained in the movie. C H E E T S. Okay. Um. So not even like cheats. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They they go through this car wash and. At one point, he puts his head out the window. This was really upsetting because I think you know that I once wrote a car wash scene that I've never gotten to perform. Which was would be hands down funnier than this. Way funnier. Where I wanted like someone just on a stage. Imagine someone just holding pool noodles and just smacking me as I twirl around and go whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Would be amazing. This That would have been better than this. This was – it was wild. Um and this then, might have been where a couple of the million dollars went. Well, then conveniently, uh, they show up at this motel that Trixie St. Clair is just happen- happening to perform at. They go in. I don't know if you... Okay, so they go into the lounge where she's performing. She looks out. She sees her ex. She goes, Tennessee. She goes to the band. She goes, we got to perform something for Tennessee. She goes back to the piano. This time she is sitting at the piano. She sings one line of dialogue. Somebody from the back of the bar screams, Bears! And then it, she's done with the song and she's talking to him at the bar. No, it was that's a one not true. No, she literally I swear she pulls him up on, on stage life. and sings a whole song to him. Oh, that's she starts with one song oh. and then she fully unveils her hand, her paw. Uh, I did see the paw because the claws really freaked me out. Yeah. And then brings him up and sings a different song. Yeah, that was, I actually really liked that part of the movie. I was in. Well, um, they finally head out to find Ted Betterhead, the lead vocalist and guitarist. They learn from Elton John that Ted, who appears very wealthy, is at a wedding at the local country club. After Ted and the other bears uh, leave, Fred learns that he is the only he's only a wedding singer. So there's a lot that happens in there that they're well, leaving out. We we missed one part that I thought was one of my favorite little moments. The brother Dex uh, throughout the entire beginning of the movie is is doing that classic big brother role, uh, especially to the adopted boy of yeah. just like nobody likes you. You're you don't not even a, belong. In you're this not family. even a family. Like look at you. Look at yourself. And then, oh my god, okay. <laughs> I'm getting instructions. You are really fully leaning. Okay, well, the people want to hear what I have to say. Um, so the brother is spending the entire beginning of the movie bullying his younger brother, telling him he doesn't belong. And then his brother, Barry, sees on the news that everyone thinks he's been kidnapped. So he yeah. calls and gets his brother on the phone. He's like, can you just tell mom and dad I'm not kidnapped? And I know nobody likes me, so I left. I ran away. And his brother's response, more gaslighting. More guys. He's like, I don't know how you would ever feel that way. I'm like, this. the whole th- reason this is happening is because of you. Yeah, it's insane. There's also, they don't put it in here, but you when you mentioned that they were on the, the video. Yeah, the news. The news. They have a scene, another music video, in the middle of a movie... And we kind of talked about her before, but their waitress comes up. And once again, they're always saying, the moment they say nobody cares about the, the country bears, somebody pops up like like out of a refrigerator or some <laughs> crazy shit. And then it's like, you're the country bears. I love the country bears. I'm an artist and I do art because of the country bears. And then somebody from the kitchen is like, 
Hit him with number three. I, I actually really – so I felt for this girl because – um, she says like, oh, I tried to be a singer too, but I'm at, I'm at the restaurant. And then the bear, one of the bears goes like, yeah, we can see how well that's going for you. No offense, honey. And then she just smiles and goes, that's okay. I'm still working on it. And I was like, what a rude thing to say. How wild. And then she gives a better performance than any, uh, well. Truly the best. She actually takes their song. She's like, well, I do one of your songs, but here's how I do it. And then rocks the house down. And she says I, but it's really we, because the entire the entire restaurant staff yeah, of course. has to do the I, Can you imagine being like here Cindy has another table? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the tickets are th- running long, F- Cindy has two numbers. It's like Coyote Ugly but Disneyfied. Coyote Ugly Bell. <laughs> The chefs are like banging pots. They were. Ding, ding, ding. Do you remember Stomp? Of course. Um, I've never seen Stomp. What? But when did Stomp come out? Oh, 2005. Well, that was when the film came out, the Broadway show. It might have been a revival. Ooh. It was older, though, I think it was like originally maybe in the... In the 90s, and then it hit a little revival because it got filmed in 2005. So growing up, that up, growing up, I went to a school that had a huge music program, like a high school that had a big marching band program, and we had like a huge marching band in the 80s and the 70s and 80s, into the 90s, I think. And they just were known for having a great musical director and just like a lot of investment in the music program. And I was, re- I went to it. I was really glad I did. However, when I was young, I was like eight, and I was thinking about starting music uh my parents wanted me to play the drums probably because they it's like uh the straightest of all the instruments and they were trying to force something i was but, gonna say what parent wants you to do the drum well i also had rhythm and i would drum on things all the time and they just thought oh, oh it's natural they okay. also made me play the piano gotcha. so at my eighth birthday party they invited these guys who won a talent show that i lost in because i did karate to the Mar- to the mortal Kombat theme song and <laughs> and, I, and it didn't start right away. Anyway, it's not about that. They were percussionists who I think just did stomp. But because we we're from the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, we had never heard of stomp or seen stomp. So it was like the most riveting thing that I had ever seen. Their names were the janitors. One of them even was my like drum tutor at one point. And this whole restaurant is just doing stomp. Yeah. They're, they're pulling a janitors fully... and they're stealing Stomp. <laughs> Which I could, uh, you mentioned earlier that I'm very good at Broadway. I just have to say that show literally premiered in like 1997 officially, but they started working together in the 80s. Damn. I love that. Technically, like the first maybe rehearsal of Stomp was in 1991. Yeah. I'd rather talk about Stomp than the Bears. Well, Move let's on. get through it because we still have like six paragraphs. There's no way. We're almost at the um, end. So they go to this wedding and once again, everybody's kind of like cool that Bears are there. Elton John is like a, a gardener. And um, it, we find out that Fred is a wedding singer. Fred knocks out Ted and drags him onto the bus. Zeb claims Ted, uh, Ted to be the reason that the band disestablishment, but Ted claims that uh, he held it together. Uh, Ted says the real problem was Zeb's drinking, Tennessee's emotional outbursts, and Fred's immaturity. And they, then they ruin Barry's life. How did they? What happened? Ba- Ted, Zeb, one of them, because Barry's like, wait, guys, in 1997, you said in a newspaper that the band is your family. And they look at this little kid 
and they have no remorse. They just say, you don't know us. You weren't here. Yeah, Barry, Barry reminds them that he claimed to be each other's family, but Ted says it was a meaningless publicity stunt and tells him that he knows nothing about the real bears and that they are not a family. Barry realizes the real meaning of family, and then he returns home where he is happily reunited with his family. Yes, and the real meaning of family is that they care about you even when they don't, they shouldn't. (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) Like, okay. Aren't we trying to save this fucking country? Like, this And you know who was happy to see Barry? Dex. Dex was happy to see Barry. The family was happy to see Barry. Um, Just dumb. So the country bears read Barry's school essay about them and realize that Barry was right. Reconciling with Barry, Ted insists that they allow him to join them during the concert. But Thimble kidnaps the rest of the country bears and steals the bus. Thimble reveals that he is really Benny Bogswoggle and seeks vengeance for stealing his chance at fame from his armpit fart music that he was making as a child. That sounds like you just made that up, but I did watch that movie. Did you see this part? Because of course, I saw okay. I saw this part because Christopher Walken. They do a bit where he like takes off his. He's in a suit and he takes off the jacket and they reaches. He like unbuttons his shirt and at first you're like, what are you going to reveal that you have a chest tattoo? I don't want to see that. Yeah. And they reaches into his shirt towards his armpit and they do almost like the closest I've seen Disney do like a gun joke where it's like, oh no, he's going to shoot. And then he. I was like, he's about to hunt these bears. And then he <laughs> full on plays armpit music armpit farts and then it cuts back to like a black and white video of him from the talent show when he was a child playing these fart things and says like you ruined it and it's like i think this is just dumb i love christopher walken because his career has these things in it yeah he's a good time he's a good time yeah he just has fun he just has fun he and um the guy from jurassic park jeff goldblum i Love Jeff. Where Goldblum. is that buddy comedy? I love. Could Jeff they play father son? That would be good. No. Did you know Jeff Goldblum is about to be seventy years old? Oh wow! And he is a five-year-old son. I knew he had a thirty-year-old fiance. Isn't that? That's okay. It makes me upset. It's a little icky. It's a. Li- it's like. Ugh. Anyway, you know, every family's beautiful or whatever the fuck. So Barry and his family and Ted track down and rescue the band, and then they head to the concert together. Um, there's a couple things here that were so... I mean, this whole movie is just filled with ridiculous shit that doesn't make sense. I liked... One of the things that I thought looked fun was when the two cops got to do that thing where they were clearly on wires in the in the uh, car wash, and the wind was blowing them, and they were floating in the air. I felt like... I just thought that would be f- a fun thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. And then they gave them wigs. I think, like, the cops... I'm trying to think, like, how do you write the cops? Why do you write them in so heavily? Because they really played no role at the end, right? They did nothing. They just dropped off at the end. Yeah. And I think it's Home Alone. I think, like... I think everyone looks at Home Alone and they think, oh, if we just put two guys who are pursuing our main characters and we get them into ridiculous situations, our movie will be Home Alone. Maybe they should have had the family be the one to chase it. Maybe the whole thing could still be a misunderstanding um, where Barry thinks the family are just trying to get him, but they think he's being kidnapped. So every time they show up like at the diner, they got to run away. And it's just, you don't have to introduce these two weird buddy cops that just they haven't, don't know how to do anything. Yeah, it's it really upsetting. 
It's really... I don't think people really do this in movies anymore. I think this is like a mid-2000s trope. It was a trope. You also have to say, like, I never thought... I never realized how much our political social environment impacts the type of entertainment we're willing to accept. I think this is a lot of post 9-11 where the world was really scary and we were into like, this is when we were obsessed with like Paris Hilton and we just as a culture accepted really stupid, silly things that now, I mean, this movie also flopped, so maybe that this theory doesn't hold up. But like, I don't ever think we would have, even in a comedy, Cops that don't even know how to pull people over. Like, at one point, they're trying to pull the bus over, and he goes, pull the bus over, or we'll... What will we even do? It, it just felt like they hired them, and they were like, hey, we're really busy with the bear stuff. Can you guys... You're both professional comedians. Can you just come up with, like, your shtick? And so they did, and I think they did what they could. Uh, I just... They didn't have a, they didn't have a purpose. No. Um, and then there's also a scene where... One of the bears, I don't know any of the bears from one another, but one of the bears rides a boat through the wall of the warehouse and knocks down to break them out. Again, <laughs> classic. They they watch the Muppets. They watch the Looney Tunes. One of these, it really did. It's like somebody, and I should point out the director of this movie, whose name I've forgotten, gave us the an- Animaniacs. So like, it's almost like he's doing those cartoons. They work in Looney Tunes. If someone like tink and a wall falls down that works in a cartoon because it's funny yeah but you have to have a good editor and you have to add sound effects and little whoop 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 whoop. and this had none of that well uh they go to the concert they go to do the concert and there they discover that thimble paid rip to not promote the show by the way something doesn't make sense now i mean it doesn't not that this movie makes any sense they call rip earlier in the movie yes and he picks up a fake phone in the middle of like an office depot. Amazing. Anyway, uh, Big Al suddenly arrives and reveals to everyone's surprise that he promoted the show himself and everyone is in the parking lot. So they pull up to this thing and there's nobody there. There's no concerts going to happen. And then they have this big reveal of like, we never promoted the show. And finally, to what extent it can have it, the movie has stakes. The movie is like, oh yes. my God, what are we going to do? And then Big Al rounds the corners like, actually, they've been outside behind the big tree. You didn't see him because the tree's so big. Now he's like, I put him out back because I wanted to keep him off my grass. But the equivalent of like, we didn't even hear a peep from these people. Where have these people been? They open the oh, doors. That that They're flanking either side like a look, zombie apocalypse movie rushing in. Look, if the whole movie committed that hard, this would have been a good time. Oy, 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 country bears. And then, then it went back to, again, Disney Channel original movie type editing style where they just, they have to just get it done. And so they don't cut properly like the doors opening and the crowd coming in. So they they took the take from the movie where they open the doors and they get stuck a little bit. But one of the extras, a woman who is acting for her life, bursts in before everybody else and gives it a 10 out of 10 show. Did you she, see this? Yes. I could picture her face in my brain. Oh, it was amazing. She's like, I don't know what the rest of you are doing, but I'm in. A lot of extras utilized in this Yeah. Film. A lot of extras. Yeah. No, And no disrespect to extras. I, I, I'm dying to be an extra. But... 
a lot of people were given no direction last minute say hey run in here and be and, and, and be big and they all are wearing things like that i would right now if you're like hey we need you to just dress like you're going to a movie fest or a music festival but you're not the type of person that goes to a music festival what you would pull on yeah so just like inside out tie-dye shirts <laughs> yeah so Thimble um, defeated. Thimble is thrown out of because the, they do this huge concept at the end. But uh, defeated, Thimble is thrown out of the building while vowing that the feud is not over, leaving it open for a sequel. Oh, of course. <laughs> the money raised from the concert is enough to save the hall, and the Country Bears perform with Barry, their new member of the band. I ran the numbers on this very quickly as you were setting up the equipment. I estimated that I used to do theater, so I estimated that that concert venue held about 400 people. Do you think mm-hmm. I'm correct? Okay. I would I would guess that, yeah. They owed the bank uh, $20,000, which means everyone at that concert paid $50 to watch that show. That's not a bad turnout. It, or price range. Right. In 2002, it's what you pay to see Glee. For the Country Bears? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. That's not account. That's not even accounting. Uh, uh, bar? Concessions? Uh, well, you're right. Parking. VIP? Meet and greets? Parking off the grass. Merch? God. So, um, and that brings us to the end of the film. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> lot going on here, huh? I, um, <laughs> I've definitely listened to all of your other um, episodes this season about rides, but often do you ever get the question like, was the ride better than the movie? And what's the usual consensus if so? We, that is, oh, I wish we would have done this first. Yeah, I would have asked the, that. Can I say, I'm the one who gave you the Rosie O'Donnell question. You did give us you a Rosie O'Donnell question. You need to have me, because I understand how this a works. A lot of our questions come from our, our guests, who are much funnier and smarter than I am. Okay, so I, if I was running this podcast, I would always ask, ride or movie? And well, that's this the thing is one, most of these, most of our guests have not been on these rides. Oh, well, they that's at true. least that's don't true. know that's them true. to the extent that's we fine. do. That's fine. Um, and then the one time we're on it together, we're talking about a movie we've never even ridden the ride for. But I have seen it on YouTube and 100% ride. Absolutely right. Um, so let's ask some questions, shall okay. we? Let's wrap up with, uh, first and foremost, would you give, is there any advice you would give to an adult watching this film? Don't. Exactly. Now, let's, uh, we do have... Uh, more detailed questions that are focused on how Disney is this. Okay. Um, so, and once again, these are open for interpretation. There's no wrong answers. We can, you know, dive into discussion of this. Oh my God. I just burped. Um, who in this film, if you had to pick one person, has hot dad energy? Ooh. I am going to, I'll go first to give you time to think there is a chef in the second music video who when she says he's like hit it boys hit it boys and he hits a pan that's the closest to hot dad energy i could find in this whole oof yeah um big al the the big guy holding down the fort yeah that's hot dad energy i dad is questionable how could that bear keep any kids alive Oh, he's a nice guy, though. He's very nice, but... Very nice man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, I wouldn't, like, want to do any of them. Is that that's a question? And it's not even like there's a funny one that kind of fits a dad's energy. They kind of are all just, like... Not it. Uncomfortable. Not it. Um, Or I guess maybe one of the cops. No. 
I thought I, I guess they don't have dad on her cheats and ham. Yeah, no. Um, who ha- who in this film has narc energy? There is a right answer for this. <gasps> narc energy. I mean, Dex is a little. Dex narky. is a fucking narc. You gaslight your brother, then he runs the fuck away, and then you feel bad about it. So then you gaslight him again. He also like straight up to the cops is like, "You idiots! He's a bear! Like, what are we talking about?" And I'm like, yeah. "Leave the kid alone." There's a moment in this film that I know is supposed to be funny, but it's not, where she's describing... That's a lot of moments. Oh, she's describing her son, and the bit is clearly, <sighs> just say he's a bear. Right. And she, this poor, this actress I like, is just like, given these lines that are like, he's five foot five, and he has brown eyes, and teeth, and a mouth, and... Toilet trouble. It's a bad movie. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, does our villain have gay energy? Who's the villain? I guess uh, oh, Christopher Walken. I guess and he is. No. Uh, yeah, no. There are a few people in this Christopher world. Christopher Walken has gay energy. I was going to argue the opposite. In this film, I was going to say Chris, Christopher Walken is beloved by gay people but does not have gay energy. Hmm. I think Jeff Goldblum has gay energy. Jeff Goldblum, definitely. But is that just because it's not sexual? I still think he has gay energy. You're not going to tell me that the mayor of Gotham in Batman Returns does not have gay energy. I guess maybe, actually, yeah. And and the husband to John Travolta in Hairspray. I don't think so. Oh, he has wonderful gay energy. He just not in this film. I bet yeah. I could think of more examples, but I'm not right. going to. Um, Sleepy Hollow, gay. I guess he does do a lot of gay projects. He's he's like beloved by like that aesthetic. Yeah. So I'm going to give him an honorary gay. But in this movie, absolutely not. Zero. Question. Yes. And this is off topic. Would you rather... No, not. <laughs> would you rather Christopher Walken or Willem Dafoe? Oh... <laughs> Should we add that to the podcast <laughs> for no reason yeah, whatsoever? Ever <laughs> they are. I see. I see why you put them together. They are kind of cut from the same uh, cloth. And you know what I'm going to say is William Defoe because I showed you there's a clip of him when he was young and I thought he was very fine. Yeah, and I don't want to say either of these men are are ugly, but the, I, that they haven't moisturized. <laughs> Poor guys. I, I'm going to go Christopher Walken. Wow. Because um, he seems more fun. I think you're going to regret that the next morning, but go for it. Ah. And then it would be a perfect time to ask, where the fuck is that accent from? I'm <laughs> what, walking here. What? It, I mean, I love it. I, it's like butter in your ears. You know somebody but went to high school. where is it from? You know somebody went to high school with him, and every time they watch, they can't watch He's got to be from like... Toledo. Yeah. Or something that doesn't have an Toledo. accent. Toledo. That actually makes a lot of sense. Right? Oi, oi, oi. If you could replace one person in this film with Rosie O'Donnell and one person with Danny DeVito, who would it be? Danny DeVito um, and Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell could be any bear she wants to be. Um, I would make her... I would make... Here's what I... You're okay. going to love this. Uh, Cheats and Ham... Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito. Perfect answer. Part 10 out of 10. (laughs) And they'd get a scene with Queen Latifah interviewing her. They'd be on the hunt, and they would all three have a scene together. Yeah. 
They are per. That's perfect. And then they could do a number. Write in a number for them. That's perfect. Rosie O'Donnell going whoop, whoop, whoop through that car wash. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. And then last but not least, is there any quote from this movie that you would get as a lower back tattoo? (laughs) Let me think, because not a quotable movie. Um... I would get Trixie's name as a lower back tattoo, just the first name Trixie. Everyone in the gay community would think it was for Trixie Mattel. And then I would explain, actually, it's from Trixie from Country Bears. <laughs> and you pull your pants down a little bit further and coming out of your butt crack is it's... Trixie St. Clair. <laughs> <laughs> just her like claw paw, her bear paw. <laughs> um, I don't think that there is a quote, like this movie's not, very quotable because most of the lines are really like derivative and like expositiony. Um, I it, well, the energy would be like country music. It would be like some one of the bears' names in a heart. That kind of like yeah, you know, you get Barry in a red heart on your chest. I would get. There has to be a good quote. Um, something so. from Big Al. Something about Big Al keeping it off the grass. Something. He has to have something. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Because this movie is a struggle. <laughs> oh. Well, any final takeaways from this film, my love? No, other than, like, I I do think, like, sometimes in marriage you make sacrifices for your partner. And you do things you don't want to do with them. And so I'm just, like, looking forward to hanging this over your head for a little bit. I had a phenomenal time and was thinking about asking you to do more, just the two of us. <laughs> oh, I, oh no, the podcast. No, no, you said you didn't want to do it, no, so I guess we can't. The movie. It's it's truly it's on tape. I can't there. I can't. I the, you can't take it back now. Let's watch Annie. <laughs> oh, we should do a season where we do musicals, Disney musicals. That would be fun. I'll come back for every high school. We'll musical. do a road trip season. <gasps> that would be Disney great. Disney adult goes on a road trip and then it's like music. Oh, like we're going to tour too? No, we're not going anywhere, but like you get out of the Disney realm. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. What a fun, wonderful time. See you you next season. Bye. Season finale. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast